Today's episode of Only a Podcast, we're going to be discussing wrestling, wrestling Raw, SmackDown, AEW. We're going to be discussing our first NFL pod. We're going to all on that as well. We're going to be predicting each team, the wins and losses. And we're also going to be discussing their Super Bowl preview, who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year. And also, we're going to be discussing our Premier League pod, week four. You already know the drama. Here at the Only a Podcast, the only podcast that matters. Man, we're back here at El Nino Podcast. You already know the boys, Sandro and Jesus. What's up, y'all? What's going on, what? Kevin? What's up? We finally got the table for yeah. three here for the WWE Pod. For three? Oh, yeah. We're gonna start with got some big news for you guys. Man. We're gonna start with the B show, aka Raw. All right. <laughs> uh, not really what's it the called? A the... show, though. Huh? It's not. It's not really the A show. Yeah, it's it's garbage. That's just garbage. <laughs> it's bad. The A show is NXT. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss the NXT uh, though. Not, no, I mean, not on this pod. But we're gonna wait till they get yeah. on TV so we can get a, you know more NXT. Because they're going to probably put more oh, yeah. stuff. Sasha Banks kicked off with their bullshit, talking shit. Because, you know, Becky's not there. Because Becky obviously took the weekend off. Her and Seth, because, you know, they're engaged. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that for her segment? Um, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Who's going to go? Go ahead, people. You guys speak up. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, you want me to start then? Yeah, yeah. Whoever wants all right, to start. I'll start. All right. Um, first of all, I have to say this: this Natalia and Sasha Banks feud, like nobody cares about Natalia. I hate <laughs> to say that, but she's gone from heel to face, from face to heel. Like it's the same thing over and over, you know. Natalia's nobody boring. really cares about Natalia. It's yeah. boring. Sasha Banks really needs to get in this feud with Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch needs Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah. Because she's been feuding with people who are worthless. And there's nothing for Becky Lynch and her character. She's over there trying to, like, you know, um, do promos for herself to, uh, what is it, what's the word, enhance her character, make herself better, but with the opponents that she's had, no good. Pretty much all I got to say. Jesus? Um, okay, so are we talking about the feud or are we talking about the relationship? <laughs> Characters in general, with uh, Natalia, the whole Becky Lynch thing, and Sasha Banks. Okay, well, first of all, let me talk about Sasha Banks. Um, in my opinion, right, because this is all based on my opinion, um, I really like this badass version of Sasha Banks. To be honest with you, um, she has given us so far some of the best promos ever since NXT, in my opinion. Okay? In fact, some of the best products since she's coming from NXT. Because I used to watch her when she was in NXT. Um, her rivalries with Charlotte, right, and Bailey were top notch. And so far, 
she is delivering what she used to be or is even better than what she used to be over at NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to keep getting better, in my opinion. Um, uh, uh, Becky Lynch. Right, Becky Lynch. Becky, the, the thing is that WWE really fucked up Becky Lynch's character when they kind of meshed together and they involved their real-life relationship, right, and involved it into the storyline. Yep. Um, they should have not done that. They kind of killed off a little bit of her of her group or a little bit of her momentum, right, right after WrestleMania. And it kind of bothered me because, again, you're the champion, and you're teaming up with the champion to main event a pay-per-view. Right? Yeah. And so how do you expect for us, right, to even look at you and even consider you to be a badass, right? You're pretending to be a badass coming into WrestleMania or even before WrestleMania. Then you have to team up with your boyfriend, right? Like, I'm, but it's not even her fault. It's mostly WWE's writers. How do you want us to actually get invested in her character, right? When she has to be dependent from somebody else, and that somebody else has to be dependent from that other person as well, right? Two guys, two two wrestlers, two superstars that were really high in their in their in their in their um in their momentum, really popular at their time. You know, they were really running off of uh, WrestleMania, and then to actually you know drop them down the level based on their writing. No, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't really look into, I cannot look into Becky Lynch's character, right, and actually in, um, feel invested and feel interested, right, based on what happened before, about two, three months ago, over at Extreme Rules. Um, but yeah, and then going back to, uh, and then going to Natalia's character, I understand and I actually agree with what you're saying, Sandro, in some ways, mm-hmm. but I also got to look at it this way. They, they can't, they can't, they can Still, they can still do something good with Natalia. You're just gonna have to give her liberty into her own promos and into her character. Because I feel that she can be great. It's just that she's being pulled back a lot based on the writing of WWE. That's all I gotta say. You want my personal opinion, wow. Natalia? To be honest with you guys, you want my personal opinion? I feel like WWE. She's not good. I'm sorry, but that's one thing. She's not good. I never liked her as a wrestler, heel or face. For me, she's boring. She feel and her character. Yep, I feel the same way. Her character is way annoying. The fact that she has self titlement because of the fact that she's a hard family. Like my guy, like you're not good. Yeah. All right. Let me let me let me let me, let me touch you. Let, let me, me touch you. Let me finish. Because I, um, I have to point out something really important that I just remembered in the Sasha Banks promo. You guys mind? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Sasha Banks said in her promo, and this is very important. People don't pay attention to these things. She said that she was in a match for the tag team title. Titles that are worthless. Yes. The word worthless. And I don't know how some people think that those tag team titles are worth something. No, no. It's just laughable. Those titles are worth nothing. There's no team. She's, she's oh, been also okay. stating me... that um, she was in a match, uh, like like a secondary match. I can't remember what she said, but she wasn't in the main event. A match that meant nothing. There you go. Because they didn't really mean anything. Because those titles don't mean anything. Uh, go ahead. The real tag okay, team. Me... That, well, the real tag team that actually meant that 
for the tag team titles in the women's division was the Iconics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But you know what, though? That's the thing that you guys don't understand. I agree with what Sandro's saying, that the titles are worthless now, right? But that's now. It can't be better. Everybody said the same thing about the 24-7 title, and it's actually one of the best products that is being given out right now in the company. But that's exactly what I mean, though. 
That's exactly what I mean. There's no interest. It's not that it's worthless, because there is work to the title. You just got to give it to the right, to, to the right people, right? Uh, you got to have the right. Yeah, you have to give it to the right people, but also from the right people having it, they have to have competition, and that's another thing. There's no confidence in WWE right wait. now when it comes to the women's division yeah. in every shape and form. So yeah. Whatever, what they got. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, there's no, there's no right. direction. I mean, I mean, there is direction, but so uh, there was the main title, which is the women's title. But, yeah, and, um, you, but this is a okay, question so you, that you yeah, guys should, this is a question that you guys should ask yourselves. Uh-huh. Should they have released a world tag team title? I'm sorry, a women's tag team title. Now, now in time when there's no really no 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 backup, or should they have waited another year or two, right? No, when they, should, they when no, they could have no. formed up more teams. No, they should have. Right. But you know, oh, really don't have they have released. But don't you think that maybe they should have released something like the Intercontinental Title for women? That's, and oh, I'm not no. saying for them to call it. I'm not saying for no. them to call it an, inter- uh, an Intercontinental Title. But don't you think that maybe they should just release another title, like a minor title? Not yet. No, I don't think WWE should have any more titles, guys. The tag team is perfectly fine for now. And to be honest with you, they should have already done this a while back ago with the tag team title. But they had no women to back it up. It was even worse. How are you going to actually say that? People, and um, Nino, do you mind if I say this? I have to say this before I forget. You guys ready? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, about the twenty four seven title, because I didn't speak about that. Drake Maverick. I don't like the twenty four seven title because who's winning it? Elias or true Drake Maverick. Those guys are jobbers. If I was in charge of WWE, there would only be six titles. Universal title, WWE title, intercontinental title, US title, one pair of tag team titles. Logan, I cannot believe I'm not down and raw. And one pair of women's titles. No. Raw and SmackDown. No. And then I can't believe I'm hearing this. What is wrong with you? Are you good, my guy? You know what? Take me off this shit. Take me off this shit. Are you good, my guy? <laughs> no, no, listen. Guys. The main <laughs> Take me off this shit. <laughs> that, that don't uh, float between Raw and SmackDown. What you mean, bro? You the tactical vision has been much better than it used to be in the early 2010s because they took it off the two... Um, the two brands. We're fine with the what two happened? brands. We're to be honest with you. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like it, man. There's what you mean? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Hold, 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 hold on, we're going off topic. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not a tag team. We're going off topic. What are we talking about? We're talking about the twenty-four-seven oh, yeah. title, or we're talking about the WWE? We're talking about the tag team division. No, I just wanted to state the title. But wait, wait, you you're know. talking about yeah, but you're talking about Dolph Ziggler and uh, Robert Roode being a team. But look at Sheamus and Cesaro. Look at Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, yeah, I don't like teams like that. What you mean? Like Look teams. at Sheamus and what Cesaro. The Sheamus and Cesaro weren't even supposed to be a team. And then they'd be end of a team. And look at it. The, they were amazing yeah, as a they team. Yeah, they could have drank You know what that team reminds me of? Hey, you know what that team reminds me of? And I know that I saw this as a meme. But it was actually pretty hilarious. But it actually clicked on me. Right? Mm. They look a lot like Mr. Perfect. And this other guy, Rick Rude, yeah. right? Because yeah. even, yeah, very perfect example. And you know what, though? And if they actually click on that formula and make it a little bit a little bit even better for this modern time, I'm going to tell you right now, it will be a really interesting team to watch. 
Well, and let me tell you, you know what team is actually very disappointing? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what team is really disappointing right now? And I know uh-huh. that for a fact, Kevin's going to agree with me. Um, the OC. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're boring right now. I cannot oh, yeah. believe how stale that team has become. And the fact that they kind of... I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Before I forget. Are you guys ready? We got to move well. Well, Kevin? for... Well, guys, before we mention, we'll go back to tag teams. We're just mentioning right now, like the what's it called, the King of the Ring. You just, you, oh it, yeah. It won't be. It won't be too much. It will just be like, if you guys agree with the winners or not. Ricochet beating Drew McIntyre. Do you guys agree or not? Uh, well, uh, I feel like it's not gonna happen. Drew McIntyre. Ricochet won Man, that match. Wow, and you know why they did it, though? I said it. Because WWE noticed that a lot of us had Drew McIntyre winning that tournament. Mm-hmm. And those guys, they kept their cocks hard, proving us wrong. And the reason, so like and then they had, um, and they had Corbin beating The Miz. But we're going to get to the reason yeah. why The Miz lost that match in a minute. We're oh. also, we also had Cedric Alexander advanced. Against Cesaro, which I really like how WWE is trying to push him a lot. I like him a lot. And, uh, yes, he is. And uh, AJ Styles retained the title against Braun Strowman, which it was supposed to happen. Let's be realistic. Yep. Hey, Suze, what do you think? No comment. No comment. <laughs> No comment. You know why no comment? And I'm going to tell you why. Why? Because I feel like this King of the Ring is a joke. It is a joke. And I'm going to tell you why. You know why this it, it, it's a joke? Hmm. Because what's the purpose of the King of the Ring? Yeah. What has been the purpose? And hold on. Do not, Sandro, do not oh. interrupt me right now. Because I know you're about yeah, to say it. <laughs> I have, no, no, I'm not about to say it. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're about right. to tell me right now. You're about to tell me, hey, before I forget, listen to me before I forget to give you the biggest rent of your life. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Okay. Um, because right now I'm on fire. Oh. Right ahead, now, the King of the Ring is so irrelevant right now yes, because again, what is the purpose of the fucking King of the Ring? King of the Ring. I'm sorry. Okay. The whole purpose of the King of the Ring is just to name a to, to just crown a champ. Uh, um, uh, to crown a uh, a, a winner. But Whoa. where's the incentive to it? Where is the purpose to it? What yeah. is the motivation to it? Because I don't really. That's why for me, it's so irrelevant what's going on with the King of the Ring. Because there's no, there's no, there's no character to it. Like for example, if you were to win the Money in the Bank, what do you win after the Money in the Bank? You win a shot at the title, right? Mm-hmm. What do you win after, or what? What do you actually get after the King of the Ring? Nothing. Wow. Just, just like for example, right? The biggest Royal Rumble in history in Saudi Arabia. Oh, that was what stupid. kind of shit? Yeah, what, what kind of incentive? So, uh, going True. back to the King of the Ring, going back to the King of the Ring, what incentive is there for us to actually say, hey, you know what? This is what you're going to get. This is who's going to, I'm sorry, this is going to determine who's going to be the number one contender to whoever says Rollins, Brock Lesnar, where's the yeah. champion? Yeah, but maybe okay, we're doing and not that. only that, oh, hold on, and 
determine the person's value in the company. Look at guys like Brock Lesnar, Booker T, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. All those guys benefited and they and they got elevated. Okay, their position in the company got elevated. The winners here, what the fuck? After they win three months down the road, we're gonna forget that they won the King of the Ring. Depending uh, on how they're you know, gonna book it after, maybe they're not gonna tell us. Oh, the winner gets a title shot. They don't want to tell us that because obviously they don't want maybe. to getting hyped up for the wrong hey. person. Hey, hey, and this is where, and this is how it's gonna end for me here. Okay, it's never interesting if there's nothing interesting to watch. Okay, it's never interesting if there's nothing interesting to actually see out of it. Mm. Okay, for example. We watch the Super Bowl. Why do we watch the Super Bowl? Because it's football. No. Why do we watch the Super Bowl? Because it determines who's going to be the best of the league, right? It's going to determine who's going to win the, 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 the championship at the end of the road. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Why do we watch the NBA Finals? Because it determines who's going to be the champion that year. Yeah. The same shit goes with the money in the bank. Who's, what happens after you win money in the bank? What's the, the reason of watching money in the bank? Who's going to end up winning the fucking briefcase to end up being the number one contender for that title? Okay? The same thing goes with the King of the Rings. What's the fucking purpose of winning the fucking tournament? To win the title. That's true. That's it. I'm done. And there's none of that because they have not been advertised. And it hasn't been advertised because it's not going to happen. And we're already halfway down the fucking tournament. Tournament, just to let you know. And yeah. I'm done. Now, which I'm going to actually just start with, you know, getting the winners on SmackDown side already, too, with the King of the Ring. Because I do have this topic with The Miz, why he lost. Ali versus, but for me, the best match of round one was Ali versus Buddy Murphy. That was a really good match. True. Buddy Murphy's finally getting a push, which I really like that. It shows that there was, there was not that bad talent at 205. What else? Um, who also advanced in that match? Um, SmackDown said really didn't have much this this that because uh, they did everything on round yeah. one last show. If I'm not, am I right? Yep. Um, you guys ready to what I have to say about the King of the Ring? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, first thing, Baron Corbin in a segment, he sat down and he wore the crown and he wore the What's that thing called again? I forgot the show. I forgot whatever it's called. And he said that there was a w, uh, poll on WWE.com where people voted who they wanted the least to win the King of the Ring, and it was Baron Corbin. And he said, I don't care. WWE put that segment in there for the specific reason to mock us. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Baron Corbin wins the whole King of the Ring. Yeah, the reason why... Yeah, I, 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 go ahead. Yeah, and also, I noticed that in this King of the Ring and mostly WWE tournaments, they like to have this heel versus face, always, always. I mean, if you want to put Chad it's Gable versus Shelton Benjamin as field and face, that's stupid because they're both heel. Yeah, and I'm thinking right now that the final is going to be Mustafa Ali. It's not Mustafa Ali Smackdown. anymore. He goes by Ali. True, I like to call him Mustafa Ali, pardon. Very, very true. Because WWE are idiots and clowns. And um, on the Raw side, Baron Corbin. Uh, we have Baron Corbin. Yeah, probably going to be Baron Corbin. And this is why the reason why he beat Ali. the Miz. 
So yeah. SmackDown needs a, a savior. Up, by the way, Sa- SmackDown needs a savior for the Intercontinental Champion. So of course, who's gonna re- who's gonna challenge? What's it called? Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be the Miz, which he did on SmackDown Live for the sake of the oh, title. Oh yeah. And you want to have something important before I forget, now that you mentioned that. Do you guys want to know why the Miz is going up against Shinsuke Nakamura? To win the title again? To win the title again. And you want to know why? Because he's he's tied with Chris Jericho with nine title wins. Damn. So they want the Miz to win his tenth one. That way they call him the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. That's a shot direct at AEW. So that you guys know. But he's really not. a verbal massacre, okay? Um, I agree with what you're saying in some, in some parts, but I also got to look into this factor. Each time the Miz is, giving, is given a mic, right, he gives his best performance on the mic. Of course. What that means is it's very entertaining. But hold on. Oh, that. But hold on. In the ring, but hold on. But hold on. I don't know. Hold, okay, but hold on. <laughs> okay, the Rock was never... But hold on. But the Rock was never... The Rock was never a good performer in the ring. He was a good entertainer. Rick Flair wasn't a good ring performer. He was a good ring entertainer. Woo! So was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay? Now we're in a different era. Now we're seeing all these acrobats and all these freaking, you know, uh, oh, yeah. um, all these freaking guys jumping from, their, from, from, from the top ropes, right? That's fine. The business changes, okay? But here's the problem, right? Here's where a lot of people confuse the fact that um, we're, you know, these are entertainers and not wrestlers, okay? Because at the end of the day, they're wrestlers, but they have to tell a story. They're more worried about what they do in the ring than the story that they have to tell, okay? And that's where the myth, and that's where you're wrong about the myth. Unfortunately, the myth has to go by a script. But if you give that guy a mic and he doesn't go by the script, I want to see exactly what type of a performer and the type of entertainer and a storyteller he would end up being. That's all I got to say. But but that's the thing that he always ran his mouth without a mic either because when he was on Tough Enough, he was still talking shit. That's always liked about the Miz. But that's what made his character. Of course. And his character (sighs) is amazing. And I love his character, hero or face. People compare uh, him to the Miz a lot. The Miz is actually really, really good at mic skills. But you know what, though? Let's not even go that far. Sandra, I want to ask you a question. What will be your yeah. perfect wrestler? Perfect wrestler? Both uh, on the mic and in the ring? Yeah. Talking about what will be your perfect wrestler? What will be your perfect, perfect wrestler? wrestler? Wow, I don't know about perfect, but I can think of one guy that's really good. Both in the ring and on the mic. CM Punk. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, but what I have to tell you people is this. The Miz, yeah, he's good in the mic. But what about in the ring? I don't see him being like a Chris Jericho type guy. 
A guy like CM Punk, a guy on that level, his offense is terrible. Terrible. He's a king of soft style, man. <laughs> you can't say nothing against that. <laughs> you know it's true. Another another topic I want to bring up. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, before we move on, do you guys have anything more else to say about this topic? No. Jesus? Do you have anything else to say on that Miz part, or we're ready to move on? People, are you okay? Don't worry. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> no, because I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't know if to actually pay attention to the garbage that's coming out of your mouth. Damn. Because to be honest with you, I'm actually shocked and surprised that you're coming out here and you're saying that supposedly all these wrestlers and all these. <laughs> to be honest, we have all these acrobats doing things that we wouldn't see 10, 15 years ago. Tell these guys to get a mic. Tell all the indie superstars to get a mic and see what type of entertainer or the type of storyteller. No, you're right. Yeah. That's why, right. hold on, hold on. That's why I'm extremely interested and mostly kind of curious to see how AEW will perform. Because, we'll again, we have... Hold on. Whoa. I know. Hold on. Hold and I'm going there because I'm on fire right now, okay? I know Cody Rhodes is a good storyteller because he's worked in WWE just like he's worked in the Indies. Kenny Omega has not, and he's a really good wrestler, right? But again, are you here to watch wrestlers wrestle, or are you here to watch a good two-hour show? Ooh. Because that's all we do. We're here to watch a good two-hour yeah, show. That's kinda, We're just not here to watch a I mean, I want to watch good wrestling. I don't want a good story. Right? Want good good trash talking. I love good trash talking. You, yes, because well, again, be if that's the case, hold on, but hold on, because if that's the case, and your ass is going to sit there in that fucking couch, and you're going to be watching UFC. Because <laughs> UFC has no storytelling. No, I, I want to watch everything, guys. I don't know. I just want to say that nobody's going to convince me that the Miz is a good wrestler. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not going to convince you. I mean, if you want to get on the lock code with the Miz, by all means, go ahead. Oh, hey, have fun with the figure four. I mean, if you have the balls to get in the ring with the Miz and let him prove it to you, then shit. Right? <laughs> hey, we're talking about that. Wow, really? I don't know how to rest. Kofi Kingston. But go ahead, Kevin. What's, what's, the next, topic, what, um, what's the next topic? Randy Orton and the Kofi Kingston feud. I really find this really boring. Just give Randy oh. Orton the title already. Come on, Fox. You already know you want to fucking have Randy Orton as your champion. Do it now, please. Love Kofi, but they don't want him there. So why would you want to keep somebody as your champion if you don't want him there? To be honest, hey. I'm going to take this one. I'm, I'm going to take go this ahead. one and I'm going to let you guys go ahead and share Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, sure. I don't really have much to say. Um, okay, so this is the perfect time.
Out of nowhere, you see New Day coming out, supporting Kofi Kingston. For some apparent reason, out of nowhere, you see a betrayal in, in the New Day and Kofi Kingston, in which they, they cost the match to Kofi Kingston and help Randy Orton become a champion, right? Yeah. Kofi Kingston, wow. right, for Survivor Series, is going to go up against yeah. the New Day, right, in a handicap match, right? And that will determine Kofi Kingston as the number one contender for Royal, for Royal Rumble against Randy Orton. Yeah. There, I already branched two storylines all together. For your information, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I like the story wow. heading in. I just hope that they maybe change the landscape a little bit with this storyline because they can't do it. They can actually elevate Kofi What was your idea? Career. The handicap and what? The handicap match was determined Kofi Kingston's number one contendership against Randy Orton's title over at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Okay. I really, honestly, honest, I, I'm ready, to be honest with you, I do agree, I'm ready to see this shit. I love Noonday, but they waited very long to break up. And this could be, this is happening right now. Yeah, I just gave you guys an idea, but you guys go ahead and share your thoughts. Mm, I agree with you, like, we're ready to see this shit. I'm dying to see this shit already. Like, when is Noonday gonna be bye-bye? It's been a very long time, New Day's already been a team. Longer than the Shield. something guys um about this feud and you guys didn't point this out but what you pointed out is good only problem is they would have to put the revival in something else because the revival have looked good eh. next to randy orton eh. and yes randy orton needs to win that wwe championship you know they can be better over. and i'll be honest they can be better but let's not go with the revival let's continue with the with the kofi kingston and the randy orton yeah because the revival is a different topic Because to think about it, 
Who was talking about Eddie Guerrero before No Way Out in 2004? Almost nobody. Ah, I hate to disagree with you on that. He actually made a lot of good storylines turning up to 2004. Oh, really? Oh, I want to see what comes out of your nipple butt here. I mean, when Come we on, had okay, me. when we had Chavo turn on Eddie, when we had that, that was an amazing, that was an amazing storyline. That was a really good. Turned out to be Chavo Classic coming out out of nowhere too, interrupting that shit. With Eddie Guerrero and the Big Show, that was a re- that, that shit was funny as fuck. You want to talk before about before No Way Out? Before No Way Out. That was before No Way Out. That was before No Way okay. Out. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Did you remember when? Did you remember when uh, the Big Show tried to take Eddie Guerrero's burritos and turned out he was taking a big shit in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember. Okay then. Uh-huh. Chris Ben with Chris Benoit the feuds with Chris Benoit and, and uh, Kurt Angle. When they were little chavos, that was a good storyline too. Okay, uh huh. You want me to continue? But my, but my question is, but my question is, my question is, that's fine and all. But I'm talking about to the next level type of Eddie Guerrero. He wasn't into that level yet, right? Yeah, but, from, yeah, right but after remember that not everybody, not everybody have to be in that next level either. That's another people don't understand either during that time. During that time, you know, it's not more like, oh, I'm going to be WWE champion. You know, you, if you know what I mean. During that time of period, because you brought up Eric Guerrero, he was characters, like, it was funny as fuck, loving, lying, stealing, chilling. On Raw, too, when he was with China. Come on, bro. Like, yeah, he wasn't a major champion until 04, but he still my did a lot of storylines. You're not getting my point. You're not getting my point. Nobody was talking about Eric Guerrero. Right after, I'm sorry, right before the title. And you know it's true. Just because you're defending it, just because you're defending over the fact of what, um, of what he, I'm sorry, the legend that he was, right? That's fine, I give you that. But I'm talking about right after. Nobody was talking about Eddie Guerrero the way that they were talking, the way that we're talking about him now, right after winning that title. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not trying to tell you. I'm not trying to tell you about his uh, about how inter- I'm sorry about how interesting he was right right before the title because let's be honest he was interesting I'm not saying he wasn't right his legend his legacy we're not dogging his legacy right all yeah. I'm saying is that nobody was talking about Eddie Guerrero the way that they were talking about him right after mm. the title and you know that's true because right after that we were getting him the best product of Eddie Guerrero right after the title. And then after he dropped the title, he was his character was still good. And his character was still good, but you know why it was still good? Because he got used to it. Mm. Okay? He got used to being at that level, and he was executing it every night, coming into SmackDown on the live product or whatever the, the big product, right? He was giving us that Eddie Guerrero that we would still love right after winning that title. Okay? We weren't getting that type of Eddie Guerrero right before the title. We got it. We actually got that Eddie Guerrero right after. Okay? And we got the people talking about him right after winning that title. That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. I'll be right back, gentlemen. Y'all talk it out. Um, What to call it? Um, The next topic is basically about... Well, we got, it'll be Roman Reigns, but you guys can finish it out. I'll be right back. Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. <laughs> what are we talking about, Roman Reigns? 
Every hour, every hour, he comes out with a breaking news from the company. So what's the breaking news? Yeah, but a lot of news. Okay. Big Cass and uh, Enzo Amore may be coming back to be the faces of NXT. That's one. Uh-oh. WWE is planning uh, a shakeup. And uh, have, I'm imagining it has to be before Fox of SmackDown because they're going to have permanent split rosters. Uh-oh. Yep. Okay. Uh, I want to see my again. boys uh, from the Northeast. You already know Enzo and Big oh, Cass. The Fiend guys is the next uh, person in line to challenge either Braun Strowman or Seth Rollins. Let's get and it. Hell in a cell. Yo, and... that'd be dope. Braun Strowman and The Fiend. Yeah, I know I'm missing one, but I'll remember. But... Okay, so stop okay. right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. <laughs> let's talk about... There's a lot of topics to pick up on. But let's talk about the big one. And the big oh, one. I have one more, one more is... topic, guys. This is one that's important. The last one. Um... NXT, as you know, uh, is going to be moving to uh, the USA Network on September yep. 18th. And Vince and Kevin Dunn may be getting hands-on in NXT. I hope that doesn't happen. But that's another one of the big reports coming out. Yeah. All right. So going back definitely to what's actually that. Important. Let's go back to what's actually important. Because NXT, to be honest with you, that was news from like three weeks ago. Yeah. Right? But not for the scary issues. I will talk about Vince McMahon hands-on with NXT. Just like I'm going to talk about Bray Wyatt's involvement with the championship picture right now. And we can, um, do, the, we so, can do the NXT pod on another one. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, for yep. sure. For sure. But here's one for you with the Bray Wyatt, right? I still think it's too soon. Okay? Yep. I think that he should be given more head, you know, for a couple more matches. Give us a different experience with Bray Wyatt against someone like for the Intercontinental title at, at WrestleMania. You know, mm-hmm. give us this weird match against a guy like, for example, The Miz as a face, yeah. right? And give us, you know, uh, a match that actually has worms, right? Or has, um, and I know that this is going to be too much, but, you know, have the balls in the ring with a couple of blood in it. Right, and I know it's too much. I know that it should be PG, right? But giving us a little bit of blood in the ring. I'm not saying blood in their faces, but blood in the ring with the with the animals there, you know, and giving it a um, say, for example, a, a good name like um, a haunted, a haunted, um, a haunted soul match or something, you know, mm. something unique, something yeah. that would actually keep us interested. Something new, right, for Bray Wyatt. Because I I really like the Bray Wyatt character. I just feel that they should do something new for him and bringing him a little bit more unique and more scary. Because to be honest, he's really good. He reminds me of how scary The Undertaker was when he was in the Attitude Era and way before that. But, 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 they should do something now that is more modern. And I know it's hard to make something scary, right, being that it's a TV product nowadays because everything is always neat and spoiled and the product is never, you know, on edge with the technology and you have yeah. to have really good, you know, graphics to actually provide that type of content. But, man, WWE has so much money that they can do it and they should do it to invest it on the character like Bray Wyatt. Now, mm-hmm. in terms of bringing back that conversation to the title picture, I think it's still too, uh, I think it's still too soon for guys like Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins to go up against a guy like Bray Wyatt's new character. 
right? And I think that they should feed him people like, for example, like from um, from maybe two or five, or maybe someone like uh, maybe uh, someone like you know Ali, you know, give him a match against Ali, maybe you know, or Buddy Murphy, or someone like, for example, uh, uh, even even um, uh, give me another name, give me another Something name. Or Alexander, you know, someone that you know that will actually, you know, be a little bit interesting for him, or someone like, for example, like uh, maybe at the Royal Rumble, not now, maybe it'll be too soon, but maybe a guy like Samoa Joe as a face against Bray Wyatt to steal character of the team over at Royal Rumble, yeah. right? That will kind of push us more and more, you know, into him being a, a main event player, even though I know it's still too soon for him to actually expose that, right? But they can't do it. It's just you gotta give them time. The same thing happened with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman was an incredible character when he came in at first, right? And what happened with him? They rushed him too far. I mean, I'm sorry. They rushed him too fast to go up against a guy like Brock Lesnar. And that's what really hurt him. Because not a lot of people were buying into the fact that, hey, you know what? The big guy. But then yet, the big guy, he's going to get an opportunity against another big guy, another big guy like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You know, they see big, they see money, right? And that's what's going on with Brock, with, with Bray Wyatt. They're seeing the how you know how interesting his character is, and now they're seeing money. And again, there is a cost to that. Okay, even though I know that you're seeing money and you're and you're probably making profit coming out of his character, give him time to develop. It will be worth it later on down the road. Okay, and I know don't true. give him too much time. Don't give him too much time because that's exactly what happened when Matt Hardy. When Matt Hardy came out to be the 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 broken gimmick, whatever, right? It was already too late because they waited a whole good That's year, a year and a half, okay? And then when that happened, we were already uninterested because when it happened, we kind of got like, oh, you know, whatever, we're not interested no more. You know, and we were waiting for it so long that at the end of the day, you know, we were already, you know, we were already, you know, kind of uh, underwhelmed with it. So the same thing goes. We got him now, right? They should just give him some time to develop. Feed him. Give him unique storylines, yep. unique promos. Okay, like they've been doing so far, and I really commend them for it. I'm really praising them for it. But don't give us, don't give him the main event spot right now when you know for a fact that we're still trying to understand his character. Yeah. Okay. So that's my take on him. Go ahead, you guys. I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about. Um, Kevin, you mind if I say something really quick? Yeah, yeah. So we can move on to AEW. Go ahead. But with this. Uh, Bray Wyatt's going to win the title. I ah, have no doubt. Too soon. Gonna, too they're soon, not going to put the soon. guy to lose. Too soon. Huh? No, I'm saying that they're going to put him. Now, I'm not saying that. Like, it's, it's rumored that he's the next challenger. Uh, yeah, challenger, yes. But to win the title, no. Too soon. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they're going to book him to lose, but I guess we'll see then. That's pretty much. <laughs> it, yes. What's the next topic? You guys ready to move on to AEW All Out? Yep. We're not gonna mention like we're gonna mention the ones that we really care about. All right. For AEW, hey Suze. What was the question again? I oh, we're gonna bring up AEW. We're gonna bring in some notable matches that we're gonna see, and you guys are gonna tell me who's gonna win. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna bring up the oh, first okay. match. For me, it's going to be one of the best matches of the night. Cody versus Sean Spears, formerly known as Ty Dillinger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So here's what I'm going to say. Okay, and this goes back to even what I told. And this is this is what I meant to tell you, Sandra, and this is why I wanted for you to understand. It's not about how good you are in the ring. It's how well you can tell a story. And right now, what's actually interesting about this match is the story. Okay? Remember, Sean Spears left WWE as Ty Dillinger on their very side yeah. note because we knew how talented he was. He just never got the spotlight that he needed. And that's what he's getting in AEW. He's getting the spotlight. Now that he's getting the spotlight, he's making us interested to watch the character. Finally. This is where storytelling this is where storytelling takes place. And this is why I'm I'm telling you, wrestling is good, but you need to tell a story. If you don't tell a story, there is no money oh, in or there's, there's no investment there's no investment coming into the match. But let's be realistic and though. I'm gonna AW, tell you right now. AW can't really do a story a good storyline right now because of fact remember we not we don't have a show yet. The show is still until October. But oh, even that's then true. But, e- but hold on, but even then but even then, okay, they're doing their best to tell the story. And that's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just a lot. Even Kenny Omega, and remember, I don't know, this is based on what I told you even before. I don't know how good Kenny Omega is telling a story. But so far, he's been doing a really good job with the little YouTube videos that they've been doing in order for them to contemplate with the uh, with the uh, with the storytelling pacing and the uh, and the marketing and everything else going into the paper. Okay? Yeah, because he was talking. So that being said, he was talking smack. He was talking smack. He was talking smack this week because Dean Ambrose got hurt. He was trying to call him a pussy, but the, but uh, John Moxley was hurt, so he had to be replaced by Pac. But he was telling a good story though. When it comes to trash talking uh, on uh, John Moxley, I think I'm hearing crickets. Am I hearing crickets right now? No. Oh, so I could have swore I thought I was hearing you talk shit. So listen, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because I'm talking about Sean Spears. You're coming out of nowhere. You're talking about Kenny Omega, which but I know. But Kenny I'm thinking about Kenny Omega. You, you did mention Kenny Omega and trash, and not him talking. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, but I want to, I want to, I want to talk about Kenny Omega coming out of my mouth. I don't want to hear trash coming out of your mouth. Another guy, <laughs> another trash. You know, I got to deal with the trash of Sandro, and I don't have to deal with your trash. <laughs> oh, come on, man! You got to admit I'm getting but better. You, but, but, okay, for who you got winning that match, Sean Spears or Cody Rhodes? Sean Spears. Um, I'm gonna tell you why Sean Spears. Whoa. Uh, the reason oh, why I say Sean okay. Spears is because remember he he's coming in hot, okay? And he's coming in hot. His marketing is really good on social media. Um, I think he could be one of the good heels coming into the company alongside with MJF. I think that's his name, MJF, right? Mm-hmm. MJF. Um, um, John Moxley. I don't know. I think he's gonna be a heel or a face now because Kenny Omega's words on social media made me feel like he was a Made me feel like he was a heel as well. Um, that's the thing. Sean Spears could be really good, right? And I'm dying to see how he is on the mic. It's all about it's all about what they can do for him. And I feel that if they make him win on all it, on this next pay per view coming on, All Out, whatever. Um, if they do this. I feel like they will elevate his character even further than where it was even in WWE. Even though now he's doing 
He's doing the best thing that he can. I'm sorry, he's doing the best product of himself, far from what he was doing in WWE. And, I, and that's really great, and that's awesome. But yeah. he needs this. He needs to win this match because if he doesn't win it, right, it doesn't solve, uh It's very hard for me to actually buy into his character. It's very hard for me to even see him, you know, being a good character. Mm. Period. And I know that you could be a good character getting the best product and the best uh, promo and marketing, right? But if you don't win matches as a heel, right, and you're telling a good story as a heel in the ring, um, I don't know how far, you know, his character can go in AEW or even how, um, how, you know, marketing wise, how interested, you know, viewers like me, you and Sandra and everybody else, you know? <laughs> they got you. I got Cody winning that match because Cody is coming off a loss. Jericho and the, the match I've been waiting for. Chris Jericho and Adam Hangman Page. You know, that match is good. I, I, I'm waiting to see that match. Um, I, I, I just don't know if I really wanted to see Chris Jericho challenging him for a title. I think I, I would have liked it better if someone else, like, for example, someone like MJF or someone like Jimmy Havoc. Sean Spears. Or maybe Sean Spears. You know, someone that is younger, right, and will actually give us, you know, something interested to actually watch. Because to be honest with you, if they give him the title, it's going to make me feel like I'm watching Impact. <laughs> Damn. Okay, and I don't know why Sanders quiet. Maybe he's picking up the trash. No, because he's uh, living. We know about the oh, yeah. I don't really know about the characters <laughs> in AEW, so you know I'm I'm learning. I hopefully I do pray and hope that AEW is what I've been telling you people that they, that they do great wrestling, like NXT, and great storylines. I'm not gonna say anything yet. I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna watch for a month, and then we'll see. I actually want to bring up a couple of matches. Do. I want to bring a couple of our matches, but just one yeah. second. Don't know exactly. They have wrestlers that I don't know, you know, how well they are as entertainers. Really? You know, I know that they're good wrestling wise because remember, they're just like NXT. You know, right. they're going to NXT, right? And they're giving us the best product because they're good in wrestling, but they're not, you know, we don't know exactly how well they are promo wise. You get me? And when, and when we see them, yeah, and then when we see them on NXT, you know, like for example, guys like Johnny Gargano, guys like, you know, Finn Balor, that we didn't know how good Finn Balor was. You know, we knew him from the indie scene, and we knew that he was really good in the indie scene, oh, but we didn't really know quite well. Indie. Yeah, but we didn't know how quite well he was as an entertainer, you know, to give us quality promo, right? And I feel like he can do it. It's just that, again, all these writings from WWE that I hope that we can get that type of liberty in AEW, okay? Because AEW has the wrestlers, right? They just need to give us a really good reason, a really good reason to watch that product. You know, don't just say, "Oh, we have the wrestlers." Ponyo, WCW had the wrestlers too, but yeah. their product wasn't that good. Which we're gonna get their to the masters. Which we're gonna get to the masters of the trash talk in AEW, the Young Bucks. They're talking all this smack just because they beat the Lucha Bros. 
and uh, they're fighting again for the third time in the span of a couple of months. Remember, the first one was on the first show AEW, the second one was in Mexico, and now they're having a rematch again. Okay. What do you guys think about that? I know Sandra knows uh, about the Young Bucks, but I know I'm, you do, Jesus. No, I don't really know much about those guys, so I'll let Jesus very little to I know, so I can't really say much. I just know they wrestle pretty good. That's, that's probably They're it. really good at trash talking, bro. Oh, who, me? I'm, I'm really good at trash? Oh, I know I'm really good at I'm trash. I'm talking about the Young Bucks. I like to pick up the trash. The Young Bucks. The oh, young oh bucks. okay, okay. The Young okay. Bucks. I'm really, good. I'm really good at picking up the trash. I'm really good at picking up the trash. I like the Young Bucks, but I feel like they can even give us a better product or a better gimmick than what they're giving us. Well, Mark Jackson, like like, Mark Jackson was on WWE, uh-huh. but they gave him as a jabber. What? Yeah, one half of the Young Bucks was on WWE, and he was a jabber. Well, I know that. I, 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 I knew that. But the thing is, I feel like, you know what they remind me of? They remind me of a modern 1990s uh, Marty Gennari with Shawn Michaels. Shit. But the only difference is they're actual brothers in real life. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. And I know that what I'm saying is really critical, but that, that shouldn't discredit their their talent because they can be something better as a tax. Yeah. And I'm not saying for them to split up because in no ways am I saying to split them up. But they can... They can evolve. Mm-hmm. That's the word I wanted to say. They can evolve. They can evolve to something even better. I just don't want them to stay as that same character. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a wrestler, right, and you're an entertainer, your entertainment has to evolve. And if you don't, if you don't entertainment evolves, then what happens? Right? You stay the same and you stay stale. The same yeah. thing happens to the Usos. I don't know if you remember to the Usos, how they used to do the whole... Oh, my name is Uz and my name is Uso or whatever, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. My name is Jay, my name is Uz or whatever. So anyway, and they evolved and they created this new uh, day one gimmick thing, whatever. And honestly, it's the best version of them so far. Uh-huh. Okay. The same thing could happen to the young bucks. Okay. They can give us another version of them. Don't just stay as the 1990s Martin Eric Shawn Michaels wannabe gimmick. You know, well, Martin honestly, and they trained the Young Bucks. No, that's fine. I'm not saying that. And again, I'm not discrediting their talent. I'm not discrediting their skills. I'm just saying that their skills could get involved. They can get better. I see. But that's all I got to say about the Young Bucks. Now, what I think about their match coming into all, um, I'm sorry, coming to all out, because um, I'm not kind of deviated a little bit from the match. Um, I think that they're gonna win. I think that they're gonna They'll win. They'll beat the Luffy um, the Lucha Brothers again. Yeah, I think that they're gonna win. They're gonna win because 
they want to make them look hot coming into coming into AEW. Yo, in their you matches, know? damn, the first match they had, bro, was a fucking... I'm talking about taking moves, bro, they were taking moves from the Motor motor City Machine Guns. I know Sandro knows them, right, Sandro? Uh, actually, not really. Alex, uh, Alex really Shelley and Chris Saban from TNA. <laughs> Oh man, are they a team now? Because I haven't been watching. They TNA were a team. Anymore. They were they were the they were the Motor City Machine Guns for a very very long time. I mean, I watched TNA for uh, quite some while. Ah. I don't remember what year that might have been. Damn, bro, I'm the only one who actually as interested in watching WWE besides WWE other wrestling when I was growing up. God damn. Y'all making me no, hate about that. I've always said I've always tra- I, I've always said that trash and my trash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey Kevin, I have some oh, topics man. for you on WWE. I don't know if you want to cover them on another podcast, but Well, 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 we yeah, if you guys want to throw up, after we talk about this AEW stuff, you guys want to throw some WWE stuff. That's fine by me. Let's just finish the AEW segment. Cuz I, I there's one more coverage I want to do. One last story I want to cover for WWE. Go ahead. We're going to bring up one more match from well, uh, yeah, one more match. Because I know some of you guys don't know some of these wrestlers from AEW, which I do. But we'll bring up Pac versus Kenny Omega. Pac, of course, wants to freaking prove himself after the whole WWE didn't turn out to be okay. Kenny Omega. Forget that. The whole issue that he had against Adam Page. Yeah. Yeah, because Pac, ta- Pac was talking mad shit to Adam Hangman Page. But I got Kenny Omega easily wow. winning that match, to be honest with you. You guys? Look, I honestly, I honestly feel that, I honestly feel that Kenny Omega and the Pac match was a good replacement. Mm. You know, even though I know that, you know, John Moxley came in with an, I'm sorry, he, he ended up injured. You know, he had his, uh, his, uh, what was it again? His, um, Something with his shoulder, yeah, something like that, right? Um, I feel that he can. I honestly, I feel that that's a better replacement, right? And that would have actually been a better match for Kenny Omega, right? And giving him a really good story coming into um coming into um all in to all out whatever it is, right? And so that's why for me, I honestly think it was a good replacement and it would have been even better if they would have given it a good story package. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But I still think that later on, they're going to ha- they're gonna butt heads. For sure, they're going to butt heads. Moxley and uh, Omega. Was there pretty thing they're saving for the first show? I think they're saving it for the first pay-per-view. That too. After, um, after, after, after the launch. Yeah. Which is October 2nd, ladies and gentlemen. I can't fucking wait for the first launch. The destruction of WWE, the fallout of WWE is going to start October 2nd. I still think AEW is going to succeed. Let's not keep our hopes up with that. Because, again, I don't know exactly how the product will be coming into TNA. But I do. I'm sorry, coming into TNT. But I will say this. Okay. WWE needs to change, and they need to do something about it. Because again, I like their story pacing on SmackDown. I just 
Plus, I just can't say the same about Raw. Mm. And I don't know if maybe they need to change that whole three-hour shit from Raw and change it into two hours again. Because, again, nobody watches a three-hour show. Hell no, I didn't even barely watch that shit. Garbage. I barely even watch that shit. <laughs> Especially when it's nothing but garbage in the first hour or the last hour. I have to basically record Raw. Part. I basically have to record Raw and watch a little tweaks and peaks for the pot. Because of the fact that Raw right now is really garbage. Now, let's talk about the whole split, the whole brand split. Yes. In WWE, real quick. Um, and let's make it a little bit more interesting. All right, let's, let's give a little spotlight to Sandro, because I feel like Sandro is hiding, you know, behind a rock. And He's been hiding on WWE, watch. And I'm worried about something. Sandro loves and WWE guys. Remember that he's the WWE guy. You're, so. worried, you're worried about? Are you worried about coming out of your trash can? <laughs> trash can. Okay, okay. You think you're funny? Like that character from Sesame Street. <laughs> he reminds me of that character of Sesame Street since WWE you know, hasn't been talked for a while. <laughs> no, but you know, but you know what's the problem with him? After 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 this podcast, I'm gonna make him feel like Ernie. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyways, all right, um, <laughs> um, yeah. the brand split. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that they should do it the way that it's supposed to be, in which is Eric Bischoff yes. representing SmackDown and Paul Heyman mm-hmm. representing Raw as the executive. I hope mm-hmm. they do it. I hope they really do. I hope that what they can do is have Raw and SmackDown and dedicate an hour or two hours, okay, on a Saturday or Sunday determining the draft. Why do I say this? And you're probably wondering why is he saying this? What the hell because I feel okay, the reason why I say this is because you say get you they should have Raw and SmackDown not get involved in the draft. Alright? Instead uh-huh. of just having the draft on Raw and SmackDown they should uh-huh. do an hour or two hour special on the WWE Network representing the draft. Yeah, but bad news on that okay. one. Bad news on that one. This is why bad news on that one on the weekend. Remember, Saturday is right now, especially right now, Saturday is a college football. Sunday, we got the NFL. Just bringing that out there. You're not going to get viewers on that. I know oh, I love wrestling, and I fucking love wrestling, but when it's college football season, when it comes between WWE, draft, or whatever, for something like that, should not be done on a Saturday or Sunday. Especially on Sundays, because the fact that there's a pay-per-view going on. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Not everyone, not everyone is into sports. True. Well, Not everyone is into football. Well, well, I mean, WWE is still wrestling. Wrestling is still wrestling. Wrestling is still a sport. What are you talking about? So nobody listens to me. Okay, everybody's gonna want to be interested on who's gonna be on Raw and who's gonna be on SmackDown. True. That's true. Okay, and then hold on a second, and then especially uh-huh. if you're gonna have Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. I want to see that. It, yeah, I want to see that happening. Deciding yeah. a draft. Oh so yeah. You need to tell me that you're gonna miss that over a fucking UCLA football game. True, you do. You you are right about that because honestly, to be honest with you, I do miss Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff going at it because that shit was fun in the early two thousands. But I, I I do want to see it you know, again. I rest my case. 
Alright? I got manipulated by the master of trash talk, guys. Huh? That's what I was saying to the viewers. I got manipulated by the trash, the master of trash talking. Not even freaking Sandro. It was freaking Jesus. I have to Back to what I was saying earlier, Sheamus and Cesaro was the same thing. We questioned ourselves why they're a tag team, and look how that turned out. Yeah, it could be a I great match. Who, I don't know. I don't know. Both of guys. And I'm sorry for the viewers, and I know that this is your podcast, Kevin. But damn, man, I don't know who's Beavis and I don't know who's Butthead. Because <laughs> last time I checked, we were talking about the fucking draft. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Guys, there's another problem. Wrong. Vince is going to have um, main su uh, superstars wrestle on NXT for the first few shows. And, uh, and um, guys, you know, from NXT wrestle on Raw and SmackDown. Over We're talking closer. about the draft, Sandro. Yes, but I just want to make sure. I want to ask you, know, you guys actually brought up a good idea. You know, hold on, Sandro. And you actually gave me a good idea. What if yeah. NXT was involved in the draft? Yep. What if we had like what we had with ECW in which oh, yeah. SmackDown Raw and then ECW could be involved. I'm sorry, um, w, um, uh, NXT will be involved. Yep. Right? How cool would that be? Instead of just having two grants, you could have three. Right? But I feel like the I feel like now, they're gonna I do. Know, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Now I know that. Um, now I know that. Um, NXT, right? It, it was always meant to be a developmental show, but it has grown to be so much bigger than just a developmental show yep. that it could be even a beast of its own, right? So what better way of actually incorporating it as a third show, right? A third um a third um a third piece to actually watch of wrestling, right? And what better way of doing that than actually in introducing it into the draft? So instead of just having SmackDown and Raw, introduce NXT as well part of the part of the part of the thing. And you know who could be the executive person to actually direct that, Triple direct H. that show and draft that show? Triple H. Triple H. So imagine having Paul Heyman and Triple H and Eric Bischoff going at it in the draft. Shit, they and I know back. you know, and you know Triple H can't stand both of them, so you already know how that is. Yeah, so imagine, okay, so hold on. So imagine in the draft, right? Imagine in the draft, Paul Heyman starts talking trash to Eric Bischoff, and then Eric Bischoff starts talking trash to Triple H, and Triple H just starts saying to Eric Bischoff, hey, but wasn't I the guy who ran you out of business? <laughs> no, well, John so Cena. What confidence, so, so hold on, so hold on. So what confidence do I have that SmackDown will be any triumphant with you being on board? Ooh. And then Triple H looks at Paul Heyman, and weren't you the guy that we kind of bought out because you needed money for your business? Oh, so and you're the guy running Raw, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, sure. 
I'm the guy that actually elevated NXT, and I have the best pick right now in NXT. So both of you whiners and unsuccessful businessmen, like you guys like to call each other, get ready because the game is on. Imagine that type of promo. Imagine that type of promo. I actually do. I actually would want to see that. I'd be loving lit to be honest with you. Wow. Sorry, Kevin. Kevin one last. I know. Thing. I kind of story. Go ahead. And that's it. Well, I'm all done with. I feel like the Roman Reigns story was kind of stupid because they mentioned the freak, and we thought it was uh, Lars Sullivan, Samoa Joe, and the promo. Whatever happened to Lars Sullivan? Put- I don't understand where that story went. I'm kind of confused. I would like people to explain that to me because I have no idea. What is that? I don't know, bro. I have no idea where you're... I don't know. I, I, I have no idea where this whole fits into the draft, but I'll answer it for you because I feel bad that after we're done, you're going to criticize me by calling you out. I know they're going to do I, a I, Daniel I, Bryan versus Roman. That's the way they're going to do it, but I didn't, find, I didn't get it. I, I was lost. Like, what is this? <laughs> They went in circles, man, making you think it was Daniel Bryan, and it makes you think it was Lars Sullivan. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Because you know what? What if what if it wasn't really Eric Rowan and it was Lars Sullivan, right? And they're framing Eric Rowan on purpose because maybe Daniel Bryan wants to replace Eric Rowan for Lars Sullivan. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't, I don't know. Just, just so kind of confused. That was confusing. Right story. I'm just like giving you. I'm just, just giving you. I'm just giving you storylines. You know, storyline plot, but that's, I feel like they wasted our time for now. I'm like, okay, whatever, just get the match over with, and that's it. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So we're gonna have a a a, a, a eat of silence, or just saying, yep, yep, both of you jumpers. Yep, I'm done, guys. <laughs> that's it. All the oh, minutes. I thought I thought I thought you were done like an hour ago. Really. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind discussing it live for the whole world here. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you might as well just expect uh, the whole world to actually see my house. I mean, yeah, sure. You know, treat it like Buffalo Wild Wings. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Guys, 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 I know this is, a, I'm, this is a wrestling podcast unsensitive, but I do want to see Sandra versus Jesus in the WWE ring because this is getting too funny. Well, actually, you know what, man? You know what, man? If they actually mm-hmm. hire Sandro to be in the WWE... I, I wish very well for WWE, and I'll be in AEW pretty soon, because if that's the case, WWE will be out of this. <laughs> man, let me tell you something, Kevin, man, about his Oh, my God! Lucky right now, Because he thinks, I told him something, usually, and I understand that he feels that, you know, I've been, because sometimes I've been around. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to tell him anything anymore. I'm just going to show him. <laughs> if he wants FIFA against me, I'm gonna show him. I'm not gonna tell him. I'm gonna show him 
how better I got. I'm yeah. not going to tell him. I'm going to show him how better I got. <laughs> if you will find out first. I forgot. Is this a trash talk? Is this a challenge? Yeah, I don't see a I'm trash not, talk or a challenge else. here. Make up your mind, head. I don't know. Huh? I don't know, man. Kevin, I want to show you too, man. I'm not going to say anything else. I just want to show you. <laughs> I want to play my best. I'm going to play some humble football. And that's it. Oh, my God. That's all I'm going to say. Where did this go? This went from WWE to AEW to WWE to Sandra just talking gibberish for like yeah. the next few minutes. Listen, no, no, but this is, here's my take, okay? Because you just went like completely, you went like Titanic down. So listen, <laughs> um, no, listen, because I, I realized that no, people are talking to me. A people no le, no le ganaron una pelea, man. So I have to, I have to pick my fight wise. What do you mean? You're, you're playing into his, you're taking his bait I'm during the handed. trash talk to you. Remember, left-handed people are smart. Uh, not really. Are smart. Yep. That's I know. Hit. I know how to pick my fight. You're hearing this. I honestly thought Kevin I honestly thought that Kevin was dumber, but damn, you took the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Trust me, people, man. <laughs> I thought I Kevin was dumb. Kevin, but oh, holy damn, you took the cake. <laughs> oh look, that that's it. That's it. No more. So you guys, yeah. it was a really great time. Okay, here at the, yeah. at, the, at the at the podcast, you know, even though with all my trash talk, I know I'm a kind of a heelish when it comes to the past, to a podcast. So guys, I don't want you to miss one, miss in terms no. of what I say. I love love you guys. I love you guys, bro. Kevin yeah. So yeah. here's the thing, you know, it was a it was an amazing time spending time, you know, here talking, you know, WWE talking, you know, trash. Yep. You know, even though as much as I love trash talking, trash Sandro, he knows he's not a care. Now, I want to yep. do something for the people listening to the podcast, because I know I got a little bit of a fantasy time, thanks to Kevin. Um, I want to talk fantasy matches, and I know that, I know for a fact that last time we talked about this, um, Kevin, yeah. and I know you weren't quite ready, but I want to hear what is your fantasy match, and how would you build that match, and the same thing will go with you, son, okay? And then I have one for my own. Right, I'm this is a dying for everyone. I'm dying so to see an eight-man match. I'm dying to see even match between the OC. This is a uh, one more. Um, this is another member that we haven't mentioned. Um, uh, which should be joining a, a um OC this year supposedly, is Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Yeah. Okay. Well, so it's an eight man match, but who are the eight men? The New Day, and how would you the New Day, and one oh, more person know. adding to the New Day, li- not a New Day member, but just adding to the list, Ricochet. Okay, and how would you build that match? Because the fact that, um, remember, it, Ricochet still had, um, um, Thing still had a rematch clause, correct? Mm-hmm. So that will build the height. Then, what's it called? First, um, they will, me- first of that, they will mention... They'll mention the fact that uh, um, the OC we talking shit about the New Day, they're a better team. New Day comes out. Then they'd mention about we have somebody else joining the OC, which is Finn Balor. Okay. Another match I do want to see is that it's a fancy match. Well, we see it, we saw it already, but I do want to see it one more time. Because of the fact that 
he should win the title and just go bye-bye and say officially full retired. If Randy Orton wins the WWE Champion, I want to see John Cena one more time win that title. Because of the fact that... So he can leave... What a better... What a better opponent would be than Randy Orton. Because of the fact that Randy Orton is third on that list of all-time WWE Champions. Okay. Well, you, Sandro, what's your, what's your fantasy? I'm just going to need some matches that I want to see because it would take too long for me to describe the whole of Just the say, one, just say one match. Just say one, one match. Remember, Sandro one. is a... Is Sandro is a Sandro's a working guy for WWE Undercover. Oh, yeah. I'm working undercover, man, for the WWE... <laughs> Yeah, uh, he, he, he apparently got worse. Damn, he sucked at it. What? <laughs> all right. Oh, Lesnar versus Matt Riddle. In all seriousness, what do you guys think about that match? Yes, yes. At WrestleMania. Okay. Yes, I agree. But how would you build it? Ooh. Uh, yeah. Build it with Paul Heyman. But I, I have one more. I actually have another one. Now that you mentioned it, I have another one. But we'll talk about that. Go ahead, go ahead Sandro. About Paul mentioned uh, on the mic thing. So you think you can retire Brock Lesnar? Well, guess what? Brock Lesnar accepts. And then they uh, put the stipulation is Brock uh, Lesnar loses, he retires from WWE. And that means period. And then Matt Riddle comes out? Nope, he never Lying on the table, he holds him again. He holds the the, the headphones 
from the from the announcer, and he starts saying, "You want to face me like a man? You think that there's no honor to this? How about I break your arm, and you're gonna show honor, but in the hospital at SummerSlam?" <laughs> you know, he starts hurting him and everything, and he just starts saying, you know, gibberish on the mic. The next following night, right, Ricochet's in the hospital, and Daniel Bryan comes out, right, and he and he just gives him a um, just gives him a balloon, right. <laughs> it's Michael year in clearance at South Motors Honda. Dishonored. And says dishonored, and then he looks at him and he just walks away. Mm-hmm. The next following night on on SmackDown, right, Daniel Bryan comes out and starts talking trash like completely, you know. Ricochet is this wannabe champ, this wannabe wrestler that comes from the industry, has nothing on him, has nothing as a WWE product, and yet has and believes that he has a chance to be the champion, right? And Ricochet comes on to the Teletron and he says, look at that. The guy that a lot of people thought that he wasn't a champion, the same guy that comes into the industry, is the guy that's talking trash about my career, which kind of simulates the same career as mine. Mm-hmm. You know, the same guy that comes out and says that, you know, I was, I'm not worthy enough of being a WWE superstar when years back they were saying the same thing about you, Daniel Bryan. So what makes you any different than me? And then Daniel Bryan says, because unlike you, I'm a champion and you're a nobody. Damn. Okay. And then Ricochet goes to him and he's like, okay, I'm a nobody. How about if I show you and I break your arm at SummerSlam? Okay, and I will show you how your arm, without your arm, you're nobody. Because officially starting as of today, our main event at SummerSlam will become a submission match. I see your arm. Sorry, I see your arm. What the hell? I see you at SummerSlam. And uh, and then Daniel Bryan goes, you just made my night. Mm-hmm. You just made my night, Ricochet. Oh, you know what? Huh? What happened? Hello? What happened? Yeah, what happened, bro? Oh, okay, okay. So then he goes, okay. So you made you made my night, uh, Ricochet, because I'll tell you what. What's wrong with my room? I may have your arm. I'll come at SummerSlam. I'm gonna have your career because, like, just like you chose your stipulation, I'll choose mine. You lose the match at SummerSlam. You don't officially wrestle anymore at SmackDown. You can wrestle. That's a garbage show of You don't wrestle at SmackDown anymore. I don't even want to see you at SmackDown anymore. After SummerSlam, if you lose. Mm. So the stipulation is, it'll be a submission match for the title. If Daniel Bryan loses, he loses the title. But if um, Ricochet loses, he loses his right to, to wrestle at SmackDown. Okay. So come, um, so come the night before on SmackDown, it's advertised that Ricochet's going to come back and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You guys don't notice that this guy is not this guy is not a champion. This guy talks about honor and all he is is just a dishonored loser. That all he does is just hype you guys into winning the match and then at the end of the night you're not gonna see him anymore starting next week. And then Ricochet just comes out, right? You see him coming out in the car. Damn, Jose ain't fucking arrested. Oh 
The fuck this is New York? We're back in the Bronx over here. You know, fucking police cops every goddamn night. What the heck? Damn, it, 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 it's making my promo even better. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Ricochet comes out in the car. He gets off in the car, and he just starts saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this son of a bitch." And then, like, and then you see him walking into the into the stage. And then Daniel Bryan's just like, he, he starts looking around. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" By right to the by right to the director of Eric Bischoff, you have no right. And 
Ricochet just looked at Eric Bischoff, and then he looked at him hard, and he's like, he grabs the mic, and he's like, this is the same garbage that happened over at WCW. That's why you run out of a job, and that's why all you're doing is just kissing this McMahon's ass. <laughs> Okay. There you go. That's how SummerSlam ended. Well, you already know, guys. Wow. This was a really yep. good pod. I'm glad you guys yep. are here. No, like very grateful to have both of y'all here on the pod. Yeah, I know. It was. It was. Uh, it was about Thank time. You, no problem. The table of three. Oh, for sure, man. The table of three at the El wow. Nino podcast. We'll be Even right. though I had a really great time, I had a really great time uh, verbally assaulting Sandro and 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 and, uh, and and kind of trash talking to Kevin. But hey, it was a really great time spending time with the guys. Um, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed also the product, Kevin, Sandro. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for having for thank you for being on the pod, guys. You already oh. know. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna bring either the Premier League or the NFL pod. Be right back. And we're back here at the El Nino Podcast. You already know. My boy Sid. What's up, Sid? What's going on, guys? Cute. You already know. Let's get it on with Southampton and United. Southampton hosting at the St. Mary's. You already know. United desperate need to win because they don't want to fall behind on the table early in the season. Southampton, who has only one win this season so far, needs to get out of that relegation zone if they want to survive. What is your opinion on that? Oh, man. It's going to be a, a tough one because Manchester United really, really need to win. You know, we'll see how they do with this Martial injury, but um, I'm still going to go with Manchester United 1-0. Uh, well, I heard that it wasn't too much. I heard it wasn't too much of an injury. It wasn't like a lot. But, like, yeah, we'll see. I hope he can play. Yeah, yeah. I hope he can play. So, But if, either way, I still have him winning 1-0. Yeah, um, what's it called? It, uh, Southampton has a couple of knocks as well. Redmond's not playing. The other guy, Musa, the Nepino. The Nepino, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not playing either. Yeah, Marcio is not playing for United. The Glo- the Lot still not playing. Burton, uh, Bayern hasn't come back yet. Luke Shaw's hamstring and Fossil Benza still hurt. Yeah, United's still on the walking wounded list too. Yeah, man. They got a lot of players injured. Key players. Mm-hmm. But I'm agreeing with you. They got United winning 1-0. I can't see them lose back-to-back early in the season. No, I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll fall that far. Nope. But yeah, yeah, I, I see them having a 1-0 on this one. Went on to Chelsea and Sheffield United. I think Chelsea picking up their first victory could lead to more victories. I seen them winning 3-0 against Sheffield United. It's yeah, at the I bridge. It's at, it's at the bridge. I see like 3 or 4-0. I see Pulisic scoring his first. Yeah, I can see that too. Mason Mount didn't get an injury. It wasn't too much of bad of an injury, so he'll be back on the side as well. I really hope N'Golo Kante can return to him. Yep, any day now. Any day now. Um, uh, what's it called? Sethil Hudson Odoi, he's back in training. But I do. But, uh, speaking about speaking about Mason Mount, our boy got the England call up. 
Uh, how about that? Would you look at that? Okay. We, I was just, we were just talking about this too. Potential England call-up and there you go. Take your chances, son. Make yourself famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called? Crystal Palace and Ashton Villa. I can see uh, Villa winning this game 2-1. I don't know. Crystal Palace is uh, waking up after that Manchester United win. I see them kicking on. I see a, I see actually 3-1 Crystal Palace. Same thing with Villa. Villa won their first game too. I see I see uh, Crystal Palace so overpowering Villa. Another guy I want to congratulate on this uh, Villa team. The dog that was roasting. Tyrone Miggs, another England, an England call-up. Would you look at that? Hey, he's doing bits. I'm telling you, he's doing bits at the back, the center back. I was like so shocked when I saw that. I'm like, what? Tyrone Miggs? <laughs> Hopefully Villa wins. I mean, I want to, I want to see Villa stay in the Premier League, man. That was a team that was always good in the Premiership, at least like mid-table. I always associated them with the Premier League, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, every at the time that I started watching the Premier League, they were always there, mm-hmm. and they started falling off later on. Like Gabriel Bungahor, I don't know if you remember him. Bungahor, yeah. That guy would turn it up. Yeah, man, that guy was a beast, bro. He retired at Villa too. Yeah. Two one, Villa, Leicester, and Bournemouth. Leicester coming off a win on the road. And they haven't lost in 11 matches either. I can see them beating Bournemouth. Get that the KP. You know how they are the KP? They're really, yeah. really good. KP's hard to play at. Fuck, bro. Look, ask Atletico. Atletico barely survived against them a couple years back. Well, also their styles are similar. Yeah. But I can I see. It can go either way. But I see a 2-1 either way. But I, go, I got Leicester in this match. Yeah, I say 2-1. 2-1, 3-1. It's a party. It's a party. Jamie parties to party. You already yeah. know. He's already getting off the mark. Mm-hmm. Once he's off the he's mark, you already know. Mm-hmm. You already know what happens. Poor teams. Well, that's the thing. When he turns it up. <laughs> Man City against Brighton. Man City. I got them winning 4-0. Again, really comfortable they're going to win this match. Yeah, they're going to win comfortably. Four or five if they want to. Depends oh, yeah. on how they want that day. Yeah, true. And they still got a couple of injuries there, but, they, you know, hey, not a lot. They could see them. I can still see them winning this game comfortably. They still got players that, you know, they got massive depth. So that's, like, one of the teams that that is the reason why they're going to repeat again because they have the fact that they have depth still. Right, right. Aguero, you already know, he's going to score. Sterling as well because Sterling has been on another level. De Bruyne assist. Yup, Rodri. I can see Rodri getting an assist too. Yep, Rodri as well. Mm-hmm. Lenjenko, man, everybody forgot about him. Like he's been stunning a lot for City. Lenjenko. Yeah, yeah. Well, the guy, the guy does bits, man. You can fill in anywhere, right, left, back. Mm-hmm. I remember when they were like saying that um, what's it called? It um, you know, he might not the grave. He's actually a City product, to be honest with you. Oh, is that so? Yeah, he's a city product. Mm. So that's another good thing I like about him too. That he's a city product. Well, Folding. Pan out. 
Mm-hmm. Folding is another city product too. That like he's probably gonna get a lot of games this year too. No, most definitely. You'll mm-hmm. see him more in the cups and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But definitely city four nil. Newcastle and Watford, aka the pillow fight of the week. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I got Newcastle winning them, to be honest with you. After that comfortable freaking parking the bus type shit against Spurs, I think Newcastle could finally start rolling. But then again, it's just depending on selections with Steve Bruce and the style of play. True, and also how Watford decides to play it as well because they're a bunch of sleeping giants. I think they're the, they're the last team who hasn't won a game yet in the Premier League. And that's what I'm saying. Don't be that one, you know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, they, maybe they can go go and look at this game like, oh man, this is the one we have to get. You well, take I mean? that back. Wolves hasn't won a game either. Wolves? Yeah. Well, they just drawn. They draw all three games. Oh, okay. Well, regardless of the fact, still like they're probably looking at that game like that's the one we're gonna get our three points at. So mm-hmm. wait, wait for that one, boys. Save your energy for that one. Um. It's actually going to be an upset of the week on the road wins on this next match. Norwich and West Ham. I got Norwich winning that match. Timo Puki. What do you think? I got 2 0 two nil Norwich. 2 0 Norwich? Yeah. Nah. It's going to be a high scoring game, man. You know, you, think so? you know how West Ham are. Hmm, true. When they, when they start, like, Moving the ball around and picking you apart on that counter. <laughs> it's, it's this is a pending. I, I have them scoring for sure at home. They're scoring. I would probably say like a 1 1. 1 1? 1 1 draw. 1 1 draw. I still I got Norwich winning. I still, I'm going to go with that because, uh, yeah, Pookie, you already know. The only reason I say 1 uh, 1 1 or like it could be more uh, more to more goals, you know, 2 2, but it's going to end up a draw. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty much it. But Norwich, yeah, Norwich. Mm. Yeah, but I got, I got Pookie on the... Of course, my man's been turning board. up in the Premiership. That's like my underdog. Mm-hmm. My underdog player right now. Hey! Oh. <laughs> wow. Burnley in Liverpool. I see Burnley on, at home. Burnley, um, they're gonna. I think they're gonna give Newcastle a hard time. I mean, um, Liverpool, they're gonna give them a hard time. To be honest with you. Yeah, man. Liverpool are gonna hopefully. Well, I'm hoping they uh, kind of slow it down a little bit. <laughs> Cause Burnley beat Burnley. Yeah, they lost to Arsenal. Don't get me wrong, but they played Arsenal really, really well, and they played well against two against Wolves. So I can see them doing it again. They could park the bus, play 10 behind, 10 behind the ball. Ashley Barnes getting a goal in. But Liverpool, of course, Liverpool, when they turn up, Liverpool turns up. So, I guess, again, it could be 2-1 or 3-1 Liverpool. Right. I would want to see Burnley win that game. But the only way Burnley would, Burnley would either win or draw. Because the fact that, like, if they park the bus, like the way, that, you know, how they set up. Especially at home, too, at, at Turf Mole. Oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh, I got Ever- Ooh, Everton and Wolves on Sunday matches. Shit. That was going to be exciting. Sa- Sunday is really fun games, too. Like, bro, that like... Oh, yeah. I got Everton winning that match, actually, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Everton at home. I got Wolves drawing them. <laughs> oh. 
I got 2 1 Everton. Richarlison. Richarlison. Richarlison? Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna go with your boy Jimenez, tying it up. Ooh, Raul, yeah. It's going the late equalizer. Oh, speaking about Wolves, congratulations on qualifying for Europa League. We're gonna get to them in a second, but with Europa League. But yeah, man, Moise Keane, and Moise Keane can turn it up too. Like uh, he hasn't had a goal yet, but he could probably get his first goal. And of course, for the win, Richard, listen, Richard, listen. I like Richardson a lot, to be honest with you. I remember everybody was making fun of him because he went to Everton because, like, you know, for the big money, but he's actually worth it. He's worth it? You think so? Yeah, yeah. He's been playing well, I mean. Yeah, but he's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He hasn't proven himself to me. He's not a clinical finisher, mm -hmm. say, to, to, to be fair, but, you know, I, I, he, he's okay. And I want to see him do better, though, this year. I want to see more out of him. I haven't seen it yet, so we'll see. I got you, I got you. Hopefully he can turn it up this season. And, and uh, make me shut up. But, yeah, I want to see him so play. You got to draw on this match, right? I got to draw on this match, yes. I got Everton 2-1. <laughs> now we're going to bring on to the main event as far as predictions for Premiership. You know, you know what we're going to talk about right now. <laughs> Yes, yes. I've Boy. been waiting for this match already for all summer once the fixtures came out. The fact that we're playing early. The yes. North London Derby. This one hits home for both of us. Yeah, we both need wins. Our coming off devastating losses. We haven't beaten we haven't beaten you guys at the Emirates since two thousand and ten. Yeah, two thousand and ten. Four three. You already know who I'm talking about, Rafael Bandervar. Yes. He only been at Spurs for two years, but he really, really loved the club. I don't know. That guy had attitude issues. <laughs> he loves Spurs, man. That man really loves Spurs. Yeah, yeah. He did. <laughs> he didn't like us very much. What is your predictions on that match? I got Austin to win. Of course you do. What's the score? He's a 2-0. Damn. Or 3-1. 3-1. Okay. I got 2-1 Spurs. 2-1 Spurs? 2-1 or 2-1 or 1-1. Spurs is not I'm losing sorry, that match. I think, I think uh, what's it called? When I unleashed the beast on y'all, dog. Pepe, oh shit. He's gonna lead the beast on you. He's gonna mm -hmm. play all three of them up top. Uh -oh. With Ozil behind them. Shit. That's Ivan Torreiro. He's gonna get the people what they want. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Come on, you Spurs! Better hold on tight, bro. Because this ain't Newcastle. That's true. That's definitely nice. Arsenal. Arsenal has been. I, I, honest, honestly, Arsenal has been pretty, pretty good this season. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like a dark horse, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's true. There's just depending how Arsenal plays. Like after us, you know. Like Nicholas Pepe is really good. A bummy. If we can get them three rolling together, Villacazade, bro. Arsenal's in a fucking killer, bro. That's that. That's a killer right there. Oh yeah, it's a scary front line. Mm -hmm. well, we gotta sort out that defense. Hmm. Yeah. It, 
the game really depends on how well our defense play. If they we, play hmm? a terrible game. We have no right back for that match, first of all, because Kyle Walker-Peters is injured. And uh, Aurier might be on his way out. We'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, there's going to be a lot of work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Of course. He loves scoring at the North London Derby. Yes. How many consecutive times has he scored? <laughs> I, I can't recall to be honest with you. I know they, I know that like as far as like him playing at North London Derbies, I think there's only like one game that he didn't score a goal in the North London Derby. Probably something like that. Yeah. Because I remember they gave us a fucking penalty last season at, at home. It was unvery deserving. I'm not even going to lie in that department. But Harry Kane scored. Exactly. Don't give us a freaking penalty because you know it was going to score. Yeah. At least it's not Mike Dean being the ref in this match because... I hate... I really just want to strangle him, to be honest. I can't stand that, man. Or maybe it'll help, you know, actually, uh... Mar well, Martin Atkinson, to be fair, Martin Atkinson is really fair on both sides. So, I can see, I can see as far as refereeing, not an issue in this match, because, again... Yeah. They're really not that biased as we think. We mm -hmm. just think so at the moment because of the play or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. I just feel like Mike Dean still doesn't know how to use VAR. That's my, that's my biggest problem with him. It's okay. I mean, or maybe he just like says, oh, I, I saw what I saw, whatever. It's my fault. Yeah. Or maybe he's the one that's on the spot making the decision. Like, I don't want to, I want to use it. I saw what happened. I'm good. I don't know. Yeah. Are you ready for the... Are you ready for what promising that we did on the last pod? We're going to promise that we're going to have... We're going to talk about the English teams in both Champions League and Europa League. Yes. Let's talk about with Group B. Spurs, Olympiacos, Bayern, and uh, Servena, whatever that shit's called. Serbian team. Um, that Honestly, I, I thought that they were going to screw us over with Barca, Inter, and Leipzig. That was really my literally going into the Champions League draw that was going to happen. But the fact that we got Bayern, Olympiacos, and that Serbian team, I still think Spurs could actually finish in second. Or I'm going to I'm gonna make some early... Huh? They're going to put seven on you, and then you're going to be like, oh, well, we thought it was too Bayern. We might upset Bayern. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think we can upset Bayern. Yeah, that's true. But Bayern has been, has fell off a little bit in the last couple of years. But they got they got some pretty good uh, transfers in. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how the transfers make the difference. But but I do got him in. The, I do got. Bayern is the. No, we're gonna qualify though. At least we're gonna qualify. That's for sure. We really have uh, faith that we're gonna do. Qualify. Yeah. Toe to toe. 
For real, yeah. It's going to be neck and neck for first. Mm-hmm. Which moves on to group C with City. I think City should comfortably win this group. They don't have to kill themselves in this stage of the, of the Champions League. They got Atlanta, Dynamo, and Shakhtar. Yeah, they're gonna couple of freeze to that. They they can you know yeah they can cruise this shit to be honest with you. Win the group early in the last two matches. Don't use your strong side. You said you said shock guitar. Yeah, that's that's like their like favorite team to draw them with. I've yeah, drawn them with quite a few times. Yep, that's true. And City, I mean, like I said, City got a, like I said, they got a comfortable group. They should be fine. They should literally, like, win the first four matches, like I said. Qualify easy. And then just don't kill us, don't kill yourself for the last two matches of the Champions League. Another, another team that has a comfortable group is uh, Liverpool. I think they set it up on purpose. I don't know, man. Sometimes they be doing these groups and I'm like... How do you get the same team two years in a row? Or Napoli, yeah, yeah, exactly, Napoli. Or like, how do you, uh, how do you get like certain teams like the easy route? Yep. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah, Napoli, yeah, they got Napoli, Salzburg, and Genk. Like Chelsea's group is the group of death, man. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea got a hot ass group. That is so fucking true. Group. I was like, wow. Now that you're telling me this, and all these other teams having some easy groups. Yeah. Wow, that's that's messed up, man. And Chelsea just won the Europa League too. For real. But I see Ajax running them. Not I don't see Valencia. Honestly, I don't see Valencia finishing third. I see Valencia finishing fourth. Ajax is gonna give him a hard time, and Lily's gonna give him a hard time too. Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leo. But without Pepe, I don't know how Leo's gonna do. They got Timothy Weah. Oh, they got Timothy Weah? They got Timothy Weah, and they got Renato Sanchez. And they got Lloyd Remy, too. Oh, wow. Lloyd Remy's still playing. Yeah, that's what I said, too. <laughs> no disrespect to Lloyd Remy, man. Big up, Lloyd Remy. I liked him a lot, too. I liked him a lot at, at uh, Chelsea and in, uh, Newcastle. He was pretty good. I, I liked him, bro. I really did like Lloyd Remy. He was one of my favorite players when I was younger. Then, uh, What's it called? Like I said, I want to see Chelsea and Lele because the fact that we're gonna see two Americans going toe to toe in the Champions League. Yeah, man, Leo. Leo's gonna be a sleeper. Leo's a sleeper. Well, we haven't. We actually have another American. We have another American in this group too. Um, what's it called? He just got his first United States call up too. For he plays for Ajax. Sergino oh, wow. Dest. Watch out for him. Really, really good. He did really good in the U twenties. World Cup. Yeah, get on him. Yeah, he was born in the Netherlands, put to American dad and Dutch mother. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I can see Ajax winning the group. I'm not going to lie to you on that. Like, not to make fun of Chelsea, but Chelsea, gonna, yeah, they got to get through, but Ajax is much better. Much better side. Much better. Like, yeah, they lost a couple key players, but they replaced them with good players, too. Like. Oh, Fra yeah, Fred Frankie the Young may have left, but this guy might not be in the same skill and level as him. But he's still pretty good too. Edson Alvarez, the Mexican oh, international. Their academy's probably probably the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. Right next to like Barcelona. Barca Sporting. 
But they have some really Devin Nieves also stayed with the club for another season too because he signed a new deal and they brought Quincy Promise back. Yeah, their whole team's still back, basically. Like I said, they only lost Frankie the Young and the Lit. But they still have a strong side. They should they should win this group with no problem. Most definitely, most definitely. The goal the goal the goalkeeper that I thought was gonna leave the whole summer ended up renewing his contract, Andre Onana. Oh yeah, I love that, bro. That guy is a beast, bro. That guy's like a cat, bro. I don't know how, like, I don't know how. Honestly, I still don't know how Spurs went through that game because that guy was on fire. Oh no, no man, he is a beast, bro. Mhm. Mm he is a beast, bro. That's like, I would buy. I would, if I was a team, like one of the bigger teams, I would pick him up. Yup. <laughs> I'll just, just pick him up and just, I'll pay you to sit on my bench and, and play with the 123s for a little bit. Mm -hmm. and just, just, and even if I have a good keeper, I'll like rotate him somehow, bro. I'll get him in there. Because that, that keeper is, he's too much, bro. His reflexes are too much, bro. Yep. <laughs> Let's move on to the Europa League. Let's go with Arsenal. They, again, did they, did, did they draw last year the same team? Was it, um... Wait, oh, what the fuck? This is not even updated. Let me go find that. I know Arsenal. I lost. I saw that um, Arsenal drew like an easy group. I don't know if you. I don't know if uh, if you remember. For the Europa League, I got it right here. Okay, Arsenal got Frankfurt, Stadiolanes, and Victoria. Victoria is from Portugal. Okay. Stadio Lannes is from France. Of course, we know Frankfurt. Right. Stadio Rennes, yeah, Rennes. We played them, uh, I think, in the quarterfinals last year. Arsenal should win this group, honestly, because Frankfurt doesn't have the same team that they had last season. Which is like, you know, like, yeah, like, Arsenal should win this group easily going to around a 32. What do you think? Depending how um, your manager is going to play the, what's it called, the team? Yeah, it all depends on, 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 the, on the personnel as well. But I think this guy's going to try again, bro, because the fact that this he, he won this competition for three years in a row. I mean, I mean he got to a final. Yeah. So, I mean, that says it all right there. Mm -hmm. Oh, we got Eintracht Frankfurt, so. Yeah, they lost their, basically their whole fucking team. Victoria. Um, I have us winning the group, but I see Frankfurt giving us a real big problem. Mm. Like they did Chelsea last season. Fucking Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, Chelsea got through, but still, like, yeah. they gave him a hard time. Yeah. We'll see. Moving on to the night. But hmm? I see us, you know, top in the group. I ain't trying Frankfurt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't think, I, mean, I think Arsenal's going to go out, all out this year to win the, now that the fact that they don't have to worry about Chelsea, they're going right. to go all out to win this whole thing. I mean, unless Chelsea get the best third place and they end up back in, but. Yeah. True. 
Moving on to the newcomers of the Europa League. They were just in the championship two seasons ago, and now look at them in the in the Europa League. Wolves, Wolves, George Mendes FC. They draw Braga and Vizquias. And some team Slovan Bratislava, whatever the fuck shit's called. Slovan Bratislava. Yeah. Never heard of them either. I think Wolves should win this group. They have the team to win this group. Besiktas is going to give them a hard because Braga is a pretty good team and Besiktas is a pretty good team. Yup, another American you already know. That's on Besiktas, Tyler Boyd. It's Besiktas. Mm-hmm. They just lost um Quaresma. Oh yeah, well Quaresma's already like knocking on. Yeah. But you know it's uh. The is gonna be probably giving him a hard time. I see him winning the group. Uh, I, see, I see Vashik this way could possibly win that group. Ah, dang, that's a challenge right there. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm serious. Vashik this is one to watch, especially in those tournaments, because that's what they that's what they put all their energy into. So it's like you're gonna see a, uh, a really really tough team there. I want to see. Team. The reason I want to see him about Vizquilla is, like I said, Tyler Boyd. I want to see him, like, play. He's actually been playing with him off the bench. So it's not like, you know, he's just on the reserve team. He's actually been getting reps in the match. All right, man. Well, we'll see, bro. I hope Tyler Boyd can continue his journey. Our freaking Americans are out there freaking getting their freaking playtime in Europe. And people say that we're not going to survive in Europe. And look at us now. There it is. I gotta go do it. She don't wanna go do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Then this this is what I like about the new breed with Americans. Like this new breed has balls. Yeah, they do, man. They do. They're ready to go play. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yep. Another team that uh the shit actually it shouldn't even be here, but it is what it is. They had a met, they had a really bad meltdown towards the end of the season and look at them back in the Europa League. Wow. Manchester United. Manchester. They got um, AZ, Alakmar from Netherlands. They got uh, Partizan and Astana. I think United should comfortably fucking win this group. Should be absolutely no problem. Yeah, then put a whole B team there too. They should put a whole B team. It should be a complete, complete destruction. I want to see nine points on the board, so like Messi and I have no excuse as far as why they didn't get away into the knockout phase. You put in um, Phil Jones. Doesn't Phil Jones get to play? Your Marcos Ro- Marcos Rojo. Your Ashley Young. Right. Yeah. What else? Um, Matis should probably get ro- probably get more playing time there. Fred. Because I know for sure Nick Tomine and Pereira is getting more playing time in the league. Yeah. I see Daniel James playing in that squad. Pogba probably. Yeah, probably. Depending on how they want, if they want to try and actually win this whole thing. And uh, Rashford. Yeah, because they don't have that many forwards up there. And Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. With Martial getting injured. Mason Greenwood should get more reps too. Yeah, he should. Because he's been playing really, really well coming off the bench as well. 
Yeah, but I mean, United should win. The, honest, to be honest with you, United are the heavy favorites to win this tournament. United, Arsenal, the two top teams to win this tournament. Well, there's still Porto, Roma. But as far as like teams-wise and in this competition, definitely United and Arsenal. We can see an all-English final yet again. And three English teams, at least three English teams in the semifinal. What do you think? Hello? Sid? You there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Oh, I was saying, like, what do you think about three teams in the Europa League final, semifinals? Sorry, man, I thought I lost connection, bro. Yeah. Kind of here for a second. Oops. Three teams in the semifinals? From English. From England. I can see it happening because they're all in very, very good positions. They all have fair and easy groups. I don't see them uh, ever having a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Wolves, but other than that, um, they should be all right. They should, they should go on through to the next round and hopefully meet up eventually. That would be a great... <laughs> First, English sides beating up. Yep. Arsenal got destroyed by Wolves last season. They need to. They need to start winning against Wolves. <laughs> Their confidence up. Yup. 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 And this will conclude the Premier League pod. Sid is, you know, very grateful to have you once again here on the pod. Like always, man. Hopefully we can get you guys the pod again soon, but we know we have a storm coming in, so we'll see what's up. If we can get you guys on Sunday, if we can get it on Sunday, you already know. We'll be on the El Nino podcast for the Premier League pod. Coming up next, the NFL pod. We'll be right back. Stay safe, guys. And we're back here to the El Nino podcast. We won't get you the NFL pod, unfortunately. But we will get it to you before the season starts on Thursday. It's also Sunday. We're going to try to get you the Premier League roundup. Just hoping the storm is getting one here in Florida. Hopefully everything turns out at least to get you the pod. You already know. This is the El Nino podcast. The only podcast that matters. Y'all have a wonderful night. Peace.